How donating your required minimum distribution, or RMD, directly to a charitable organization can save you money. Required minimum distributions were placed into law to make taxpayers with income and retirement plans, which they have not yet paid tax on, to start taking this money and pay tax on it. This can increase your income, and under the new tax law with its higher standard deductions, an itemized deduction to a charitable organization may not yield any benefit. This episode explains a way to net your RMD with a charitable deduction. Welcome to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is Jeff Skolnick and I'm a CPA with 35 years of experience working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and network marketers on how to make their business more successful by understanding how taxes can work in their favor and not hurt their business. Each and every week I'm going to come to you with short, quick, and helpful tips on not only how to make sure you are doing everything possible to minimize your income tax liability, but also how to create the income for your business that you truly deserve. In order to fully understand this tax saving strategy, I'll explain a little bit how both the RMD and charitable contribution rules work. Don't be alarmed, I promise I'm going to break this down so it's easy to understand the overall concept. I want to start off by explaining what an RMD is and how it can impact your tax return. RMDs are, as mentioned in the title, required minimum distributions. The beauty of most retirement plans is that they allow you to put aside for your retirement and not be taxed on this money when contributed. The money is considered tax deferred. In other words, you will eventually pay tax on that money, but not until you pull the money out of your retirement account years down the road. This typically will create a deduction now on your individual return if you're using a vehicle such as a traditional IRA. In 2019, individuals may place up to $6,000, $7,000 if age 50 or older, in an IRA account. Assuming an individual meets the test in order to deduct the IRA, then the individual will pay less tax in 2019 as their income would be reduced by the IRA. Well, there comes a point in time where the government says you've deferred taxes on this money long enough and now you must start to pay tax. Let me explain how this works. The general rule is that you must take a distribution by April 1st of the year following the calendar year in which you reach age 70 and a half. If you would like a little more information on RMDs, Uh, I have written an article on RMDs in the past and have also done a podcast on this topic, which can be found through Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Now, qualified charitable distributions. The definition in IRS Publication 590B, which is entitled Distributions from Individual Retirement Arrangements, is as follows. In other words, this is how the IRS defines qualified charitable distributions. A qualified charitable distribution, QCD, generally is a non-taxable distribution made directly by the trustee of your IRA other than a SEP or simple IRA to an organization eligible to receive tax-deductible contributions. You must be at least age 70 and a half when the distribution was made. Also, you must have the same type of acknowledgement of your contribution that you would need to claim a deduction for a charitable contribution. All right. Before you get worried, all this means in English is that IRAs, including rollover IRAs, are eligible for this strategy. 
A rollover IRA is an IRA where you've moved funds from your old employer-sponsored retirement plan to an IRA. This could occur if you had a 401k with an employer and then left the company. You would be allowed to roll that money over to a personal IRA and still keep its tax-deferred status. In other words, you could take it from your ex-employer's retirement plan, move it to an IRA, and still not have to pay tax on it until you reach age 70 and a half. The way a deduction to a QCD would work is best illustrated with an example. Let's say an individual is over age 70 and a half and therefore required to take an RMD from his or her IRA of $5,000. Let's also assume that the same individual would like to make a $5,000 charitable contribution to a charity. Normally, without the use of a QCD, the individual would report the $5,000 income on page one of their tax return and a $5,000 charitable contribution on Schedule A of that same return. Schedule A is what we use for itemized deductions. Now, there are a number of income tax issues that can be caused by this situation. And while I will outline a few more shortly, I uh, want to concentrate on just the deductibility of the donation first. In the example I am currently discussing, Assume that the individual in question is married and filing a joint return. The standard deduction for 2019 is $24,400. If the couple in question has no deductible medical expenses, remember, in order to deduct medical expenses, they must exceed 10% of your adjusted gross income, or AGI. Let's assume that the same couple has deductible taxes of $10,000, which is the current maximum limit, and that... So then, unless their charitable contributions and mortgage interest together exceed $19,400, then they were probably not receiving the full benefit of the charitable contribution. Again, remember, they are already receiving a deduction of $24,400. So in order to receive the full benefit of the $5,000 deduction, they would need to reach $29,400 in itemized deductions. And again, as I stated, they had $10,000 in deductible taxes. So again, that would leave $19,400 that would have to come from mortgage interest and charitable contributions. Now, most people will not reach this level and will therefore lose some of the benefit of making this contribution while still being taxed 100% of the RMD income. I say probably will not reach $29,400 because there are some other ways to receive itemized deductions but I'm concentrating on the most common itemized deductions for purposes of this discussion. All right, if a QCD is used, then the individual would have their RMD transferred directly from their IRA to a charitable organization. The result, using the same facts from my previous example, would be to net the $5,000 RMD and the $5,000 charitable contribution. In other words, 5,000 RMD would not show up on page one of the income tax return, and the $5,000 donation would not show up as an itemized deduction on Schedule A. This means individuals are receiving the benefit of the donation whether they itemize their deductions or not. There is no requirement that the total RMD is used for charitable purposes. So a taxpayer can elect, for example, to donate $4,000 of their $5,000 RMD and receive the other $1,000 themselves. In this situation, only the $1,000 would show up on page one of the individual return. There are some rules that must be followed in order to use a QCD. The main ones are as follows. No more than $100,000 may be excluded per taxpayer per year. Married couples filing jointly may each exclude 
up to $100,000 per year. The charitable contribution must be made from an IRA, including inherited and rollover IRAs. It cannot be taken from an active SEP or simplified retirement plan. It also cannot come from a non-IRA, such as a 401k or 403b plan, although you may be able to roll these amounts into an IRA and then use them. You could pay a charity directly from a Roth IRA, but it wouldn't be advisable. A Roth IRA would not be taxable, and therefore there is no offset. The distribution to the charitable organization must come directly from the IRA trustee. If the distribution is made to the individual and the individual then makes the charitable contribution, then this strategy will not work. The distribution cannot be made until the taxpayer has reached age 70 and a half. The taxpayer cannot take the charitable contribution as an itemized deduction since it is already offset income and that would be taking the same deduction twice. Taxpayers are required to satisfy the same substantiation requirements as if they were taking the itemized deduction. For example, for contributions of $250 or more, written acknowledgement must be available. Now, there are some other benefits of taking QCDs, and I've already mentioned um, that there can be some extra benefits, and here are the other benefits. They mainly deal with the fact that your AGI, or adjusted gross income, will be reduced by offsetting the RMD with a charitable contribution. AGI is used for a number of different calculations, and I'll list the, some of the more common ones. As much of as 85% of Social Security income may be taxable income. So if you receive $20,000 in Social Security income, anywhere from $0 to $17,000 may be considered taxable income. The calculation is based on your total income. The fact that you can offset the RMD income will possibly make less of your Social Security income taxable. Your AGI being reduced may increase the chances of being able to itemize your deductions. Again, remember, medical expenses are only deductible once they exceed 10% of your AGI. If AGI is reduced, it lowers the bar for deductible medical expenses. Taxpayers over a certain income amount are subject to a 3.8% tax on investment income. These taxpayers are in higher income taxes, tax brackets, Uh, Income in excess of $200,000 for individuals filing a single or head of household, $250,000 for married filing jointly, and $125,000 each for those married couples filing separately. While this tax applies to higher income taxpayers, keep in mind each taxpayer can reduce an RMD by up to $100,000. The use of a QCD can reduce or possibly eliminate this tax for certain taxpayers. Medicare premiums for those receiving Social Security are based on your income from two years ago. If you reduce your AGI now, it may have an impact on the amount of Medicare premium you pay a couple of years down the road. So I want to conclude by saying that QCDs are a valuable tax savings tool and should be researched fully if you are both receiving an RMD and wish to make a charitable contribution in the same year. There are a plethora of rules, benefits, and consequences that must be examined. For these reasons, I urge you, as always, to consult with a tax professional well-versed in this area of the law.
Thanks again for listening to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. If you could please head over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and write a review. Also, please connect with me on social media. If there are any tax or accounting-related topics you would like me to cover, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. If you are that small business owner or entrepreneur that really wants to learn more about how to minimize your tax liability and maximize your income, just head over to www.jeffcpaworld.com and I'll see you over there. Have a great day.